the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted to welcome you today. We get together here five days a week on this station at this time, and I hope you'll join us as often as you possibly can. We've been looking at Psalm 37. First of all, we went through several days just looking at the bullet points, one by one by one, the great eternal truths that God has laid out in His Word. And then we kind of summarized what He said about the person out in the world who's unsaved, not walking with the Lord. That person, I simply said, that was an unsavory case study. It's a case study that we hope everybody will avoid. And then on Monday, we began looking at what the Lord says in this chapter, really about how to build a biography of your own that is really a case study in the right direction. And we're looking at it and simply calling it an incredible case study, one that is just absolutely fabulous. And we've already looked at several of the bullet points and tied them all together. And today we're going to do some more of that starting in verse 17. Let me remind you, this is Wednesday. I hope that you'll find your way to church at the midweek, whether it be Wednesday or Thursday, whatever your church is doing. And if you don't have a good church that's open on the midweek, I hope you'll find one and just take advantage of everything they have available to you. Also, I want to remind you, we publish a great newspaper, a Christian newspaper, now in its 89th year of publication. And I think you'll find it exciting and helpful to you. I'll send you a three-month gift subscription just for the asking. That'll give you an opportunity to see if it's a help and a blessing to you. So when I give you the contact information at the end of the broadcast, write me a note and we'll give you three months of the paper free of charge. Now let's look at Psalm 37 and today we start with verse 17 and verse 18. And this time we're looking at the things that are going to help us continue in this incredible journey as we build on the things of the Lord and make a case study of our own, make a biography of our own. That's why we look at this and look at it as a composite of all of these basic bullet point issues the Lord's laid out here in this chapter. Verse 17, the second part of the verse says, The Lord upholdeth the righteous. Verse 18 says, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. Now what I'm looking at there simply tells me that you can count on the Lord every step of the way. Whenever you sign on with Him and you begin your walk of faith, you are trusting the Lord Jesus as your Savior. And you look at that every day and you say, well, I'm not a perfect person. Got saved on Sunday, but I'm not a perfect person on Monday. Well, I have news for you. Come Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you will not be a perfect person either. You're still a human being. You will not be everything that you ought to be any day of your human life. But I'll tell you this much, if you get genuinely born again, you won't be what you used to be. You will, in fact, make some steps in the right direction. And the Bible tells us that even as we are an imperfect person, even as we are still somebody that sins once in a while, the fact is the Lord upholds us. When we come to Him, He admits us to His family, and He upholds us. Just like He sustains the universe, so He sustains you and me. He enables us because we are indeed 
intent on following him. We are intent in our faith and giving ourselves to him and allowing the Lord Jesus to be our Savior. So this passage tells me you can count on the Lord every step of the way. You may have good days. You can count on the Lord. You may have bad days. You can count on the Lord. You may be living on the mountaintop week after week and month after month. You still need the Lord. You may be trudging through a valley day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. You can count on the Lord when you're in the valley as well. I'm telling you, you can count on the Lord. You can depend on Him. He will uphold you. He will strengthen you. I tell you, sometimes people despair of life. They get to the place where they just are so down, so discouraged, so depressed that they don't even know whether they want to live or not. Well, in the midst of that, number one, if you're not born again, trust the Lord Jesus Christ and claim him as your Savior. That'll get you headed in the right direction. But if you are saved already and you have let the devil trump you down, you've let the devil put you in despair, I'm saying to you today, dear friend, don't let him take you there. The Lord will uphold you if you'll lean on him. That's why I encourage you every single day, open the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the things that you find in the Word of God, and it will sustain you. It will undergird you. It will instruct you. It will help you to get where you need to be. You can count on the Lord every step of the way. Remember Hebrews 13:8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That simply means when you read through the book of Acts, and see how the Lord dealt with and sustained his people in times of hurt, in times of persecution, in times of sorrow, in times of great need, in times whenever they didn't know where to turn. I mean, you'll see all of that in the book of Acts. The same Lord who sustained Simon Peter, who sustained the Apostle Paul, the same Lord who kept the Jerusalem church and the Antioch church going forward and living for him and serving him, that same Lord Jesus Christ will minister to you. He'll minister to me. He will help us in our times of need and our times of hurt when the burdens are heavy. And there's no reason why any of us should ever despair of life. If you'll trust the Lord and walk with him, he will enable you in the darkest hour. He will enable you in the deepest valley. He will see you through whatever is coming down in your life. And I know I'm talking to people right here every single day who have hurts because somebody has hurt you, because somebody has disappointed you because somebody has mistreated you. Well, dear friend, you have a friend in the Lord that sticks closer than any brother, that sticks closer than any friend, and who will sustain you every step of the way. Notice the Bible says he upholds the righteous. He upholds the upright, and he will do that for you. He'll do it for me. He will do it for every single one of us, and I don't want you to miss out on that. Now, look at verse 19. We're talking about this incredible case study, a biography of what every one of us can have. Verse 19 says, Thou shalt not be ashamed in the evil time. Now, the fact is, when you come to Christ and you begin to walk with him, there are things that are going to go right out the window. They're going to go right out the door. You're going to throw them out. You're going to toss them under the bus. Read uh, the book of Ephesians, for example, and you'll find that great put-off section that tells you put off stealing, put off lying, put off all of these things that bring hurt and heartache, just throw them out. And whenever you do what the Lord instructs like that, you're going to find that you're going to be able, even in the midst of an evil and wicked world, 
You're going to be able to stand up. You're going to be able to continue walking. You're going to be able to be the shining light that you should be, even though you're in a dark world. And this passage simply tells me that whenever you and I do what we ought to do, we'll not be shamefaced. We'll not be hiding our face somewhere, but instead we'll be saying, I have every reason to stand up. I have every reason to show my face. I have every reason to do that, and I'm not ashamed of who I am and what I've done. That's the testimony of this verse when he says, Thou shalt not be ashamed in the evil time. The times may be evil, but we don't have to be that way. The times may be dark, but you and I don't have to be living in the darkness. You and I can do what we ought to do as the Lord lays it out so clearly for us. And whenever this verse speaks to me, what it says to me is, You'll not fold and you'll not fail, even though you're living amidst a wicked, wicked generation and dark times. And now look at the second part of that verse, verse 19. And in the days of famine, thou shalt be satisfied. Now, what's going on here? Well, there are times that word famine just suggests that it's hard times, difficult times, sometimes what we call a depression or a recession or worse. Now, in hard times, this passage tells me you're going to know the blessing that comes from having done right. You will, because you are walking with the Lord, have blessing that others will not have. The Lord's going to take care of you. He's going to feed you. He's going to see you through whatever difficult days that there are. Now, look at verse number 21. The Bible says, The righteous showeth mercy. Here's a wonderful, wonderful provision of the grace of God as it is administered in our lives. You know, God's been good to us. His grace is the only reason that we have salvation. His grace is the reason why that we have blessing after blessing that we don't deserve to have, but he gives it to us anyway. Now, whenever you and I begin to walk among men, starting with our own family and beyond, I mean, the neighborhood, whatever, we have the privilege to show just like we have received the mercy of the Lord, we have the opportunity to show mercy to other people as well. The person who is on this incredible walk with the Lord is going to give mercy to others, maybe who don't even deserve it, but we're going to be gracious to other people in the midst of whatever else is going on. Sometimes they're not good to us, but we can be good to them. And that is showing mercy even when it's not deserved. So just as God has been good and gracious to us, we, because we know the goodness and the grace of God, can be good and gracious to other people. And I'm telling you, when you learn to practice being a giver of mercy, you'll find that your testimony goes further. You'll find that your witness becomes stronger. And whenever you are a kind, giving, generous person— and how you treat people, and how you deal with people, even in difficult circumstances, you'll find that they will be much more responsive to what you have to say when you begin to talk to them about the Lord and when you want to lead them to Christ. So it's important for us to know that this incredible case study, this wonderful biography that we're trying to build, is one in which we are a giver of mercy. That verse goes on to say that we also are a giver. Now, Whenever you think about giving, there's a lot of ways to do that. You can give your time. You can give your talent. You can give your tithe. I mean, you can just be a giver, period. Now, I know people who I think are sincere, 
but as I view them, they appear to be more of a taker than a giver. Now, I don't mean to misjudge them, but it's just kind of what they show as they go about their life from day to day. They want to have this, they want to have that, they think they're entitled to this and entitled to that, and always looking for somebody to do something for them without showing how they too can give to others. Now, frankly, I think the case study we're looking at here is built exactly the opposite of that. When you and I get on board with the Lord, we are thankful for everything given to us, but we begin to figure out ways that we can give. We look for ways that we can contribute to the well-being of others. We figure out ways that we can contribute to the Lord's work and be successful in what we do in that regard. And I think you just understand here that the Lord wants us to have a giving heart, a giving spirit, and to be a giver every step of the way. I would hope and pray that others around me would say, he's always giving. That's what I want to do. I don't have everything in the world that I could give. I mean, I don't own Fort Knox. I don't own all of the printing presses at the National Mint or anything like that. But I think, nonetheless, with whatever resources the Lord entrusts to me, as he entrusts things to all of us, we too can give in some measure. And we can do by our giving what the Lord says when he says he loves a cheerful giver. You and I can do that, and we can be that kind of a person every step of the way, every day. Every day we can do something along this line. Now, we've looked at a few more of these ideas here that the Lord's laid out in Psalm 37 that helps us to see how we too can build a case study of our own. We can build a biography of our own that is built on these great eternal principles that will show and demonstrate that we are indeed connected with the Lord. So thank you for being along today. I love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to write and be sure to ask for that three-month free subscription to The Sword of the Lord. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Thank you.